This is the When Life Happens podcast, the real podcast all about helping real people overcome real life issues successfully. And since life never stops, let's get after it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the When Life Happens podcast. I am your host, William Jackson, and I'm so excited because we have another opportunity to live, learn, and grow together. I believe that we are all created from the basis for and from community, and we need each other. So I'm always excited when we get a chance to come together to learn and to develop and to get stronger, to get wiser. And today's episode, I'm extremely excited about. I know that I say this often, but I am. Every single time I get a chance to come and just share with you and help us to grow in a better space, it's an exciting time. And this is the culmination of a series that we've been doing all of the month of February, and it's been transformational. It's been for the lovers. It's We've been in a series called I Love the Way You Blank. And it has literally been creating spaces for people in relationship to connect on a deeper level, to understand how we can be better for one another and strengthening the bonds that make our relationship able to be sustainable for the long haul. The first episode we did was, I love the way you feel. And then we ventured into, I love the way you think. Then we rounded it out with, I love the way you cry. And we talked about the essence of vulnerability. And if you haven't listened to those episodes, go back on all of your major streaming platforms, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, listen to those episodes because there's some really sustainable, practical tools that you can apply to any relationship, honestly, that will help set you up for success in connecting with one another. And today we are rounding out the lover series, I Love the Way You Blank. And just really quick, if you had to just throw out a guess, I'm going to give you about 30 seconds, just guess really quick as I'm talking, what would you think that the last one would be? I Love the Way You Blank. Like I said, we talked about I Love the Way You Feel. We talked about connecting with one another on a deeper level emotionally. Then we talked about I Love the Way You Think how you process. And then we talked about the vulnerability of being able to connect with one another. And I love the way you cry. Time's up. I guarantee you probably didn't get it. This episode is dedicated to my brothers. This is dedicated to the men. This is creating a space for those husbands, the brothers, the uncles, the sons, the fathers to come into a space where we can actually develop one another, sharpen one another and get better. So today's episode is entitled, I love the way you lead. Let's go. Come on, brothers. I need you to lean in. I need you to, if you're listening to this and you're not a man, then please keep listening because there are going to be some practical tools that can be applicable to any race, gender, demographic. But if you know a man, send it to a man, share it with a man, because we are going to help strengthen the men because we believe as the man goes, so does the family go. So does community go. So does the businesses go. We want to create a space for men to thrive so that way we as men can be more effective in how we connect with the women that are in our lives. So let's dive into this. I love the way you lead. Now, you know me. If this is your first time listening to the podcast or watching it, you may not know me, but for those who know how I get down, I am a sucker for a good alliteration. 
And what does that mean? It's when you take each letter of a word and you create a practical tool or a word or phrase that ties into what we're talking about. So it's one of my favorite things to do. I believe it helps us to learn better and really creates a space for us to grow more effectively. So if you're thinking about lead, L-E-A-D, I love the way you lead. One of the hardest things for a man to do oftentimes is to lead effectively from a healthy perspective. The truth is I talk to men all over the world and so many of us are walking around trying to lead from a broken place. We're trying to lead through hurt, lead through pain, lead through fragmented experiences, and it creates a place where our leadership oftentimes ventures into becoming fragmented. My goal is to help men be become whole and restore the places in them that have been broken and lost. So that way we can lead from a whole perspective, from a free perspective, and we can actually experience the fullness of who we were created to be. Because whenever you're trying to go through life and you're carrying a weight or you're experiencing the difficulties that keep you from actually stepping fully into what you were supposed to do or trying to do, by default, you are not able to extract or experience the fullness of what you are trying to produce. So if you look at it in the natural analogy, if you are trying to lead a team or a family or a child, if you're in a place where you're trying to lead someone and you yourself are fragmented, then what you are giving and what you are passing down then becomes fragmented information, fragmented interactions, and fragmented investment. And that's how it's oftentimes difficult for a man to come home and he's dealing with so many things. He's internalizing so many things because we're not wired emotionally. So you have to be trained on how to talk, how to express, how to open up and be vulnerable. That's why the episode prior to this, I love the way you cry is so important to get into a space where we can find safety. Emotional safety is a game changer in relationships. But creating a space where you can be vulnerable enough to express yourself so you don't bottle up so much and you don't get into the space where you start eroding internally and then you implode. And so many men are walking around, so many people in general, if we're being honest, are walking around carrying so much we're tired and you've, you're, you're going through so many things and it's difficult to really push past the pain, but you continue to. Why? Because you have people counting on you. And one of the, the, the main things that men do is when we are going through, we suffer oftentimes in silence where we just take it. You put your head down and you keep pushing. Well, I'm going to give you practical tools today. Because when we start shaping and consistently developing ourselves, we are setting ourselves up for success. So I love the way you lead. What does that mean? I love the way you lead. So for each letter, I'm actually just going to dump quite a bit on you today. I'm going to give you two areas for each letter that's going to create a space for us to walk away with the knowledge that is arming us to be more effective leaders. I love the way you lead. What would the L stand for? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be very honest with you. One of the greatest assets 
but also oftentimes one of the hardest things for people to do, especially as a leader who has charge and the weight of responsibility on them. One of the hardest things to do is to stop oftentimes and listen. Listen. The first tool in the L bracket is listen. The best leaders oftentimes are the greatest listeners. And sometimes we have it flipped that as a leader, I need to have the answer. I need to come in prepared. I need to know exactly what we're doing and where we're going. But they don't tell you oftentimes that when you get into a space where you feel lost, where you don't know where you are in a space where you're trying to figure things out on how to connect with your spouse, on how to connect with your kids. One of your greatest tools in your arsenal are the two ears on the side of your head. So many times, especially with our men, is we want to jump in and fix a situation. Instead of listening to what's actually being said, we will start diagnosing the situation so that we can have the solution by the time you finish the sentence. <laughs> it's one of those things where we'll continue to just try to fix and we don't stop and say, hey, let me just listen to what's actually being said. When I am listening intently, I don't miss the critical details that I normally would if I was in fix it mode. So I have to stop and be intentional about listening because it is when I am listening that I'm able to extract the necessary tools. When your spouse is talking to you and they are saying certain things, the better you get at listening, the more you are able to decipher through the pedals to get to the root. The best listeners have created a process where they have gotten to the space where they can identify the difference between petals and roots. Because people oftentimes discuss the petals, the things that are on the surface. This may be just the straw that broke the camel's back, but what may be going on is that they are discussing something that has a deeper root. But if you are not listening carefully, a lot of times people will take the words that are being said to heart or take offense to what is being said. And we aren't able to decipher through, okay, this just may be a emotional reaction to something deeper that's going on beneath the surface. But if you're not listening, you could miss those cues. You could miss the things that are beacons to say, hey, we need to go a little deeper here. Let me stop and listen so I can not hear just the words, but I can hear your heart. The best listeners are able to listen past the words and navigate what's being said to listen to the heart. The best leaders are the best listeners. What's the second parameter in L? The best leaders are the greatest learners. When you are in a space where you stop investing in yourself to learn more, to develop more, that is when we start dying where our dreams start dying, where our relationships start dying. Because can I tell you is that once you stop learning your spouse, once you stop learning them, this current version, not the one that you may have married 20 years ago or not the one that you may have been enamored with when you first met, but this version, because we are constantly evolving as people. The true basis of evolution is how we continue to change as humans. Who we are five years from now will be different from who we are today. 
And I have to consistently learn my spouse where I'm investing in what is this version teaching me. What you may have liked in times past may have changed. You may need something new. But if I am not investing in learning more, I could miss it. And then I will start associating the newer version of you to the past version that I got comfortable with. And then that is when a breach in the relationship happens is because then I'm treating you on the basis of who you were and not on the basis of who you are. I got to get to the place where I'm saying, you know what? I need to consistently be learning. Let me identify the things that matter to your heart. What are the things that make you smile today? What are the things that break your heart? What are the things that are the nuances that aggravate you? Or what are the things that are triggers for you? I need to consistently be learning you. Because who you are today is who I need to fall in love with. Can I, can I tell you something? Falling in love is not a singular experience. You don't just fall in love at one place in your relationship. You have to consistently be creating a space where every day I am falling in love with you. So in order to lead effectively, we got to be the best listeners and the best learners. What else do we have to do if we move on to the letter E? I love the way you lead. Here's a big one. I love the way that you explain. This is huge, especially for men. I love the way you explain. Oftentimes, men have the tendency to give directives without explanations. That we say things or we allow things to flow out of our heart without true context and context in any situation is key. It's not just saying that we are going to go this way, but when we are able to explain the why behind the what, the who has the ability to get on board with whatever we are doing. There has to be a level of partnership and a cooperative reciprocal nature. It's not just do as I say, my way or the highway. I'm the man. This is what we're going to do. That is not a relationship. That's a dictatorship. And people will always resent and rebel against a dictator. So relationship gets us in a place where now I am not just telling you, or if I am a father, I'm not just saying to my child, go do this. That's why... So that is why kids ask so many questions because they need the why. Have you ever been in a place? Have you ever been in a place where your kid asks you why like seven times in one interaction? Hey, it's time to get ready. Why? Because we have somewhere to go. Why? Because we made reservations. Why? Because it's a birthday party. When you get to the place where you're almost like to the point where you say, listen, just do what I said. <laughs> But the beautiful part about it is we can de-wall all of that, especially as men, by just laying out the explanation. Hey, listen, in about 30 minutes, we're going to get up and get ready because we have a birthday party to go to. We have reservations at four o'clock because it's our your aunt's birthday. And this is what we do. We go celebrate one another. So we as a family are going to get up, we're going to get dressed, we're going to go out and we're going to celebrate, you know, your aunt at this birthday party. And then we'll come back and we'll have some family time. Guess what? A child is more inclined to say, OK, because it's the explanation. 
Can I be honest with you? One of the main areas we need to be experts in explaining is how we feel. And this is difficult for a lot of men because we're not wired emotionally. And it's very difficult for a man to express vulnerability. Because when you think about a man, you think strength, you think power, you think determination, you think leader. None of those words are synonymous with being vulnerable, being emotional. And we have classified vulnerability in the same category with weakness. So as a man who needs to be the example of strength and power and leadership, they oftentimes push away the idea of vulnerability because it goes against who I'm supposed to be. But if we're getting to the place where we're talking about feelings, creating a space where I cannot just say how I feel, but give the explanation behind it. When, when your wife starts to give you those questions, say, hey, what's going on? Are you OK? The one word answers are not sufficient. Because effective leadership is to say, no, I'm not okay, and this is why. This is what frustrated me. This is what really created a space for me to get in my head. And the more you start to verbalize it, you create a space where now you allow her to come in and support you in the place that you are most vulnerable. But you got to be able to explain how you feel and not just exhibit the behaviors of your feelings. Because we think that we hide it as men, but we don't. <laughs> we really don't. We think that we hide it, but it comes out in our actions. It comes out in our tone. It comes out in, if we become more, more sharp with one another or short with one another. And then we become irritable. And then we are not able to engage like we normally are. And a woman can understand and see that. Guess what? Your child can too. That's where they'll come up and they'll start just trying to talk to you. Daddy, are you okay? What's wrong? And because we're not able to effectively explain what's going on in our heart, we will just disregard it and say nothing. But then what happens is that effective leaders in the second part of the letter E is, is not just explaining, but being in a place where you are able to effectively embrace one another. And this isn't just a physical aspect of embracing one another. This is creating a space where you can be a safe place to land, but also be vulnerable enough to allow them in to effectively embrace you. You know what it is when it's it, when I'll give you a, a natural example is when there's only one person expressing their feelings, it's like going to hug someone. And you are hugging them, but their arms are down by their side. A one-sided hug where you are there to comfort them and console them and their hands are just down by their side and they're not engaged. What would that make you want to do? Not hug them anymore. You would almost get indignant and say, well, why aren't you hugging me back? But that's how we look oftentimes when we're not expressing our feelings when we're connecting in relationship. When we're not embracing one another emotionally to the point where it's not just I'm consoling you, but I give you the opportunity to embrace me back. I give you the opportunity to come over the wall into the depths of my heart and my mind and my soul. 
I love the way you embrace, not just physically, but emotionally, mentally, where we are engaging one another on deeper levels. As a man, you should have a checklist. Just if you have a running checklist, have I embraced my wife emotionally this week? What about mentally? How have we grown in a space where we're developing our mental capacity with one another? Physically, have I loved on her? Have I showered her with affection? Because here's the truth. Women are mirrors. And they will reflect back the energy that you are giving to them. So I love the way that you not only explain, but you also embrace. Here's one of the things that men are oftentimes very good at, very good at. We're moving on to the letter A is adapting. Effective leaders have the ability to quickly adapt to the situation. And this is a lot of times where men excel. Something happens, we can pivot, we can shift. And it's being in a place where you are oftentimes in a space where you're not tied to this situation so much so that if it shifts, that the shifts break you. You got to be willing to adapt to the situation. If life has showed us anything, it's that it does not go according to plan. And if you're going to be effective as a leader, you got to be able to adapt to the situation. If you feel like you're coming home and you're tired and you've had a long day and you come into the house and you feel the energy like your child needs you to play with them or your wife wants to stay up and connect with you, guess what? You got to adapt. You may have had it in your mind. I need to go home and take a nap. But guess what? When you're going to lead effectively, you have to adapt. Because as you adapt, you set the flow for people to jump in and actually flow effectively with you. But when we are unwilling to change, like a lot of men are, I'll be very honest. I tell them myself, I can be very stubborn and strong-willed. Especially if I believe that this is it. Like this, this is what we need. This is the directive. I believe it in my heart. I have factual evidence to back it up. I have pleaded my case. I know that this is it. And when that doesn't go according to plan, if I'm not able to adapt, guess what? I will risk things breaking because I'm trying to hold on to my idea of what success looks like. And if you're leading anything, whether it be a family, a business, is you can have the vision because our job as men, I'll swing back up even to that explanation aspect, a lot of times is to secure the vision as a visionary for your home, but to be able to relay it effectively, but also know that as you are adapting, that things will change along the way. You got to be willing to adapt. What's the second aspect in the letter A? Is that the best leaders are accountable. Being able to own what we do, own not just our mistakes, but own the weight of the responsibility. Is that men have a tendency to deflect, especially emotionally. But if we are in the space where we're going to lead effectively, we have to be accountable. My question is this, who are you accountable to? 
Your spouse, absolutely. Your children, absolutely. But there should also be someone in your life who's a friend or a mentor. Someone who holds you accountable to the standard that you have set for your home, for your business, for your family, for your life. Someone who has a future focus who may see you veering off course and say, hey, hey, this is not what we do. Who are the people that you are accountable to? Who is the person that you can call when you're struggling? Who can give you insight? Who can help you push past where you are and be focused on where you're headed? Because you have to be accountable. As a man, accountability alleviates the aspect of what I call drifting. A lot of men drift when they have no accountability. When you drift off focus, when you drift off of your diet, when you drift off of thinking positively, when you drift off into cycles that actually will restore or rebuild the emotional walls that you had erected for years. When you start drifting, it's because there's a lack of accountability. But if you have somebody that's in your life that can check you, that can pull your coattail and say, hey, 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 you're going off course. That will help you lead most effective. And then effective leaders, if we're moving on to the letter D, effective leaders are driven. I love the way you lead. Leaders are driven. Where you have a motivation, something inside of you that causes you to want to get up and do more. That causes you to want to get up and lead better. Driven people can be trusted with a direction. Because even if you don't know the way, you'll figure it out. You got to be in a place where you are motivated and driven. What is driving you? What is pushing you to be a better version of yourself? What is pushing you to want to make sure that you are intentional about your health? What is pushing you to be intentional about your finances? What is pushing you to be intentional about your purpose? Because can I be honest with you? Success, wealth, abundance, whatever you want to call it, that's not your purpose. It can be a byproduct of your purpose, but just becoming financially successful, that is not the end goal. There is more that's in store for you, but you got to be driven enough to find out what is in store or what were you supposed to be when you were created? Why are you here? What is your purpose? What is the goal? What are we working towards? What are your goals? What are your short-term goals? What are your long-term goals? What is the driving motivating force? Are the people that you love, is that your driving force? Because successful leaders are driven, but also successful leaders are dependable. Dependable leaders are not just those who are physically present and emotionally absent. Can you be dependent on mentally, emotionally, physically, financially? Can you be dependent upon? 
And that, this is not even to say that you have to have it all together, but can you be a dependable source to say, you know what, if I don't have it, I'm going to figure it out. If we're in a tough spot, guess what? I'm going to do everything I can to get us out of it. I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure that I'm covering my home. Here is a great, great question to ask yourself. Can you be spiritually dependable? Are you in a space where you not you cannot just lead your home mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, but can you lead your home spiritually? Can you set the tone for your home, for your family, in the aspect where they can not only rely on you to get insight and practical tools, but they can come to get spiritual guidance? Because the truth is, we are not just humans. We are not just body. We are mind, body, soul, spirit. And if I'm going to be an effective leader, I got to be able to lead in all of the areas. The greatest aspect of my leadership is my ability to listen and learn, to explain and embrace, to adapt and be accountable, and to be driven and dependable. These are the qualities of effective leaders. And I know oftentimes it gets hard to do all of these. I get it. But when you have places and spaces where you can offload some of this stress, where you can be vulnerable, where you can open up and allow someone to help you, that is when you're in a space where you're able to live at your highest potential. Because we can't do this alone. You can't. You will kill yourself trying to carry the weight of everything by yourself. You got to be willing to open up and let someone help you lead. Allowing someone to help you doesn't make you weak. It makes you wise. When you're in a space where you allow people in to help you. To take care of the things that free you up to think on a greater scale, to be more focused on vision, to be more focused on directives, to be more focused on the goals. That is when you operate at your greatest strength. And oftentimes what we see as our greatest strength in being able to take it and to, to handle it and to push through is often our greatest weakness. Because it is limiting our capacity to be able to sustain the longevity and success and the goals that we need to accomplish and to sustain the success in our love, in our homes. Our relationships depend on our ability to lead effectively. That's why it's my heart to pour into men. So much so that I created a program. It's a six-week program called The Honorable Husband for Married and Engaged Men. It's an opportunity for us to heal, to develop, and to lead with honor. I'm going to help men restore honor back into themselves, into their perspectives, into their homes, into their, into their ability to lead effectively. Because this matters. The Honorable Husband is a six-week program that we're going to do virtually. You can be anywhere in the world, but I'm only taking eight men through the program.
This cohort is only for eight men because I want it to be intimate. I want it to be a sacred space where you feel safe. So if you're a man, if you're a husband, if you're engaged and you want to know more tools and practical tools of how to deal with stress, how to handle conflict, how to improve your relational intelligence, how to create emotional boundaries, how to make sure that you're safeguarding your home, safeguarding your heart. The Honorable Husband is a program that you need to be a part of. Sign up today at www.theofficialwilliamjackson.com. Go to the online courses and click on the Honorable Husband. And it will create a space where not only we can heal and we can develop, but so that we as husbands can lead with honor. Listen, whatever you may be going through or facing in your life, even if you felt like that you may not be leading effectively, if you have breath in your body, there's still an opportunity. But you got to realize that you can't do it alone. We need each other. And when we're able to lean on one another, we may go fast alone. But we go far together. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the When Life Happens podcast. I hope that you found this episode both impactful and inspiring. Before you go, like and share the show, subscribe to it, leave us a comment, rate us, and review us on all podcast platforms. Your engagement helps us reach more people and create a better show. But the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you're interested in more resources and tools of how to live a fulfilled life and step fully into your purpose or purchase your copy of the life-changing book, When Life Happens, head over to 